Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Friday, March 31st, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 50th. It is our 50th episode. We have the big 5-0 tonight, everybody. So thank you for being here for the big 5-0. Appreciate you as always. And joining me back here is the lovely Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to Cruise Control. Hi, how are you? Good. How's your day been? How's your Friday? Uh, uh, it's not my Friday, but thank you for asking. Um, it, it is Friday, though. Uh, I actually had a really good day at work today. Um, I had a lot of fun. We saved a bird, which was really exciting. It was all wrapped wow. up in twine. So, like, as we were heading back, there was a, a bird on the beach that was his beak and his wing was was all wrapped in like fishing wire and rope. And so uh, they they held him down, cut him free, and he went back in the ocean. It was really sweet, very heartwarming. So I had a very good day. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> well, that bird is probably very happy too. Saving yeah. birds, cops. Save, cops are saving birds. Come on. Come on. That's a good story He's right a there. common loon, by the way. Common loon. That, we that, saved the common that's, loon. That's a very good story. <laughs> I too am and a also, loon. Me too. I'll show you. I was like, oh, my peoples. Save my peoples, please. <laughs> and also joining us here tonight on this lovely Friday is Mr. Mike Casey. How you doing, Mike? Welcome back. Wow, 50. Time flies when you're having fun. Saving a bird will make your whole day. I'm, I hope you're saving that for your reel, Sabrina. That's going to be, so, that's so, going to get I'm, you I'm jobs. not on camera. I'm, I'm a producer. I'm not on camera, unfortunately, but I was very excited. I took some video of my cell phone. I was like, so, I was so moved. I almost cried. It was like whimpering. And I almost cried. I was like, get it together, woman. It's a special, get it together. I, I know I've, I've saved a bird before myself. It's a special moment. It felt very special. It is, it is. You know, saving, but I was help it fly away. It. Help it fly away. And also joining us, we got one more person here. Come on, everybody. Rachel Blakely, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing tonight? Woo! I'm doing great. I didn't save, save any birds today, but I'm still doing great. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's still enough time in the day to save a bird, maybe, right? Still early. <laughs> I mean, it's still early after a few drinks, because it is Friday. After a few drinks, maybe you go out there and uh, rescue the birds, right? Save a bird, save a, save a life. I don't know. Ride a bird, <laughs> save a cowboy. That's what they Ride say. a bird, save a cowboy. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Friday, everybody. Cheers. After the long week, you know, got to have a drink. You have to, right? You have to. I'm, I'm sitting over what, here. What? I poured Jameson into my Taco Bell Pepsi. So very classy oh. today. Sexy. Very nice. Very nice. Like Sexy, reuse, Mike I, says. I like, I like reusing a cup. I mean, that's you're saving the environment. Get going. Girl. I'm saving birds in my own way. <laughs> this is deep, deep I'm Rachel. Drinking. This is the first time I had a chance to meet you, but you're deep. I'm doing a little space dust tonight. A little space dust IPA. I love, I love this stuff. It's so dust. good. So good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to calm down the shots. We'll see what happens tonight. But, you know, because I, I have I like glass. Shot, oh my God, with the cruise control in the middle. Very sassy. I love it. Yeah, Happy right, 50. right. Happy 50th, everybody. One thing at a time. Mike, what are you drinking down there? Uh, I got one of the fancy LaCroix with the skinny, with the skinny can. It's a LaCroix, so I'm going to get wasted. What? Uh, you are not drinking on Drunk Friday? I think that that's no, a violation, sir. No. It's a violation. No, I'm, about, I'm about ready to get sucked up into the sky. It's, it is storming here, man. Like it's hard to get liquor delivered to the inside of a trunk. You see. <laughs> what about the so, beer? Like you can't. There's like no beer in the house, or like no, oh, Wisconsin. Stuffy? Wisconsin doesn't have beer. What? Wisconsin Stuff doesn't have right beer. Now. Never did. Dry I'm, state. Fair, 
fairly certain that they have here. I specifically remember you walking to a liquor store and being back in five minutes. Just agree, agree, yeah. so. disagree, Sabrina. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I it's a safe it. place, Mike. It's a safe place. Fail, Thanks, Mike. Lexi. Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> Fail, Mike. But with that, guys, we got to get right into it. So now it's time for some breaking news. Everybody, jumping right in here. The very first thing that's going to be kind of a few things off the top here with Star Trek because I don't know why. Apparently, Paramount Plus is dropping everything at the same time. They're like, give you all the Star Trek news all the same time and just hit you hard. So, the very first thing I want to talk about is Star Trek Stranger Worlds. So, Stranger World or Strange New Worlds. I don't know why I said Stranger Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Star Trek Strange New Worlds has been renewed for season three. Now, season two hasn't even aired yet. It airs this summer. So they're going to, it's like on June 15th, it comes out actually. So before that even came out, they're like, we're doing one more season on top of that. Pretty big for this show. It's a, you know, it's a spinoff of the original Star Trek. It actually takes place before Captain Kirk. There was an episode in the original series where it was called um, The Cage and it had Captain Pike. And then they did that pilot. They didn't like it. They scrapped it. They put Kirk in there and Pike went away. But now Pike is back and he, they brought him in season two of Discovery now he's doing his own show, his own enterprise, and he's got two seasons and three coming now soon. So if you're a big fan of this show, you got lots more to come. Paramount Plus making those dreams come true for Star Trek fans. Another Star Trek thing, I'm going to just fly through some of these things. Lower Decks, everybody. Lower Decks has been renewed. It's the same story. Lower Decks is coming out again this summer. They're doing the uh, season four is coming out, and they renewed it for a season five. Now, this is different because it's an animated Star Trek show. So it takes place with the, uh, they call them like the ensigns task with the most menial work that Starfleet has. You know, they're like the, the lower people in Starfleet, but they have shenanigans anyways that are fun. And so you get to see what they're doing, like below decks, not on the bridge, but below decks, which is, yeah, you know, fun playing words, I guess. But it's they're releasing good. 10 more. It's fun. It's a fun show. It's, it's a good. fun show. They're doing 10 episodes more of this, Mike. 10 more for season five on top of what season four is coming. And during that time too, they're going to have a crossover and they're going to have a crossover between Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, which is like one's an animation and one's a live action. So apparently they're going to go with the route of the original Star Trek show and they're going to make an animated version of these people and then bring them in to Lower Decks and then have... They're not going to do a like a Roger Rabbit Star Trek situation. You have I, me I kind of hope there for a that second. Would be that would be, be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. I don't know why they don't do that. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be a good I way to even... deal with the aliens, right? Because then you don't have to just give them different like putty foreheads. Like you can <laughs> you can do anything in animation. Yeah, it's it's true. It's very true. But for me, I I almost thought that you were gonna take like the animated people and make them live action. That would have made more sense to me actually. I don't know. It just would have been fun to see. They, the uh, actual human versions or alien versions in real life, these people that are on this animated show. I'm but... trying to think a couple of the main characters, like uh, what, Tawny Newsome plays the main character, and then yeah. Jack, what's his name? The dude from the, um... who's this actor? Sorry, I've had a long day. It's, <laughs> been, it's been a day. <laughs> yeah, what, what's it, what's this actor's name? He's a kid of two other famous actors, Jack, he's a comedian. I know, I know. yeah, Jack I Black? know. Yes, Not Jack, Jack Black. Black. It's Jack Black. He's he's <laughs> Bowser, and he's also this Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack yeah. Quaid, thank you. Jack oh. Quaid. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Jack, that. yeah, Jack Quaid. I mean, and it's a funny show if you watch. It's a funny show. Um, be, I've, I've checked it natural, out. They would be natural to go from the cartoon world to the live action. Like that would not be a shift at all. You know, I don't think so either. But I saw it's weird that you do a crossover, like especially well, there are it, different times too. 
it makes the whole animated series completely canon at that point too it does doesn't it which is interesting it does. you're right it really does <laughs> It'd be fun if Kirk. So this is super boring for me. It'd be great if I'm not either. I just had that one note about making things canon. That's all I had. Yeah, Alexi says Paramount over there. (laughs) Paramount over there trying to make Star Wars their pile of Star Trek caching. What a good point, Lexi. Honestly, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really just hitting it hard. Paramount Plus. And for me, I'm like, I like Lower Decks. I like Strange New Worlds. I think it's really fun. It's it's, it's it's a good show. And, you know, the fact that Discovery is going away. Lexi uh, was, was Lexi on here? Was Rachel's on here? Who was on here? Was, was, was you Rachel was on? We're talking about? I can't remember. We I, talked I about the show. because I, I just can't emphasize how much I don't I think it was I think it was Lexi. I think, <laughs> me too. I think, I think Lexi too. was on here. I think it was Lexi was on here we were talking about. I don't know. My, we've done we've done 50 shows, so I don't know, guys. I don't know <laughs> out there. But yeah. we, we did talk about how they canceled um, Discovery. And now, so, like, these, these characters came from Discovery, and they're going to keep living on, though, too. So, great for them. They're probably very excited about this. Honestly, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Because that's not the other. That's not the only news we have about Star Trek. Because on top of that, they're like, "We're giving you one more Star Trek show, everybody. We're giving you one right. more called Starfleet Academy." So this no is thanks. something they've been working on for the past year, and Paramount Plus is like Star Trek Academy time, everybody. We're gonna get a deep dive into a series that begin production in 2024 about Starfleet Academy, and it'll introduce us to a young group of cadets who are working together to pursue a common dream and hope and optimism under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors. They will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate the blooming friendships and explosive rivalries that come in their life. So, yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're you're a big fucking nerd. Are you super excited about all this? Hey, just because I've come to terms with the fact that I slightly resemble the actor that plays MODOK, not Mohawk himself. My, my legs are 15% thicker, I'll have you know. 15% uh, thicker, he says. <laughs> you still have that string baby arms and sunken in chest, Mike. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Moose. Yeah. Lexi's right. They're, uh, you know, they're they're trying to expand the universe. And they're, you know, they're batting a 500, which I don't, I don't think you can expect any more than that from a big-ass franchise like that. So bring it on. I know. I'm I'm down I'm, for I'm it. I'm excited for the nerds who are excited about this. Nerd Nation. <laughs> Get your Star Trek on. Get your Star Trek on. Get your Star Trek on. I don't know. I mean, you realize this new one is just gonna like catapult into like they're like we're just making a new Star Trek with new people and we're just gonna like, fly through that now. It's like a spinoff, pretty much. I would love to be on that show. I wouldn't wear that I'm Starfleet sure uniform. You would. Go audition. Go, go be I in mean, it. Listen, Hashtag as, as an actor, like I will be on a shitty show all day long or a show that I'm not interested in all day long because you're getting paid and you're doing what you love. That doesn't mean that I want to watch it because I don't. This this is a universe where we haven't entirely crashed and burned as a species. Like it's one little glimmer <laughs> of a hopeful future where we actually get our shit together and can go out That's into the galaxy and, and work in harmony. Harmony. Advancing civilizations together and working with all types of walks of life. Doesn't matter what you look like, if you're green, blue, orange, yellow, banana colored, you know what I mean? It's all the same. We're all normal, you know? Yeah, so, yellow. You said it. It's more fictional <laughs> than the space works, is what you're telling me. Yes, yeah, 100% yeah, yes, fantasy. That's exactly it. <laughs> So if you're a big Space Wizard fan, you have lots of Star Trek coming, everybody. So get excited about it. Paramount Plus is like, as I like to say, can't stop, won't stop. 
because they love them some Star Trek. They must have like such a deal that they have to have so many shows come out or they lose the rights or something. There's got to be something like that because they just keep pumping these shows out. I, think I don't it just know. Prints money. It just prints money because you've got Star Trek fans for the last what sixty years. There's sixty years of fan base. They're gonna keep cashing in as long as people keep buying things. And honestly, cool for the fans because they keep getting content. Works for the network because they keep getting money. It's great for everybody. Yep. Well, speaking of money, I want to talk about billions. So billions actually is well this is a rumor i don't know i think it's pretty much fact right now but they're saying that billions is canceled after this next season so this is something that kind of was a slip up so the series star dan stodder uh, Sodder went on um he was on making an appearance on nbc sports in chicago's football night and then he just let slip he said this is uh seven seasons the last season he's like oh yeah we're done after this and everyone's like what and then showtime's like uh what <laughs> and then they asked showtime and showtime's like no comment no comment no comment and it, it's so it's like one of those things where he even said an interview. He goes, am I not supposed to say that? I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> but again, you're bringing back characters already now. So we talked about this like a few weeks ago. They're bringing back characters that were gone from the show already, like Brody from uh, Homeland. I always call him Brody. But he's coming back, and he was like a big part of the whole show. So Brody's coming back, which only makes sense. It's the last season he's been gone that you're going to wrap it all up. So this just seems like it's normal for me. Like this is probably fact. And, and he just let it slip. And then Showtime is not ready to announce this yet. So they're kind of you know trying to do damage control. To me, that's what it seems like. You know, I, I just don't, I just, you know, it's been going for so long right now. It's just like, it makes sense. Like, I, I was surprised this thing was still on. I mean, I love me some Paul Giamatti. I think he's great. Me too. But, uh, you know, but I never I'm watched not, the show. It just doesn't seem to, I yeah. don't know, for some reason, it it just didn't interest me to watch it. And I, I thought about watching it a million times, but I was just like, meh. Like, it just this, doesn't seem interesting. I can't believe it's gone on for seven seasons. I didn't even know it was still on, to be perfectly honest. I, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, and Paul Giamatti, like he's always acting his ass off. Doesn't matter what he's in. Uh, even even the Amazing Spider-Man when he's freaking when he's the, the Rhino, <laughs> he's the he's rhino. acting his ass off, you know. And I'm like, you get it, man. You commit every time. You fucking commit. Good for you, you know. I'm I'm all about that. Those actors like that. It's all it's awesome, right? This but seems like know. the most successful show that I have never heard of, because it's got <laughs> seven seasons and four spinoffs. Yeah, four spinoffs. Spin that, that's what's happening. What? Four spinoffs. Yeah, the I mean, spin they're coming. That's, they're, they're moving forward now. They're not all dumb. They're they're working on, on oh, spinoffs. Are trying to Walking Dead this shit right now? They're, they're trying, trying to Walking Dead this shit. Like, are we serious? They got, are we going to walk they got, the billions? Like, what? They've got trillions. Talk about this show. Who is watching this show? I, somebody. <laughs> but they've got trillions coming, quadrillions, yep, septillions. They've got quadrupillions. I don't know. downgrade and have millions and thousands. I'm just saying. Like, hundos. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's I like hundos. I like hundos. That'd be a good name for a show. Hundos. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Let's yeah. Like We're rolling paycheck to paycheck on hundos. I know when it came out. Living paycheck to paycheck. That's a real fucking right. story. Okay. Take your billions and shove them up your ass. Billions and billions of dollars. Billions, you know. Second <laughs> reference. You are Trekkie today. <laughs> It's a sci-fi night, kind of, you know. I mean, there's there's some sci-fi factors we're talking about tonight. So I did an impression, so I had to drink. You know, it's it's, it's Friday, you know. Oh, so, so billions. You reprimanded yourself. Good for you, Brian. I did. It's been a week. It's been a week. So I, I've been recording my ass off doing voiceover stuff. So my voice needs some alcohol. So 
Mike knows. Oh, yeah, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah, Mike's yeah. So that, Lacroix, by the way, just yeah. to make sure we've all I, heard that. I know, I know. I'm very disappointed, Mike. Very disappointed. Fucking <laughs> <you are. laughs> because it's not alcohol or because it's Lacroix. <laughs> because well, it's Lacroix. Oh. <laughs> just no. so I know how to no, properly be disappointed in him. <laughs> we can go down the list Wait. if you want me to call my mom. <laughs> oh. Hashtag Mike Duck. <laughs> but billions is going to be done everybody i think this is pretty much like written the wall it's true i mean i think you let slip that's what happens you know so good riddance but uh, billions not really good riddance but goodbye i should say i don't know maybe maybe i'll don't watch worry, it someday I don't, know, probably, coming up. don't worry about it. it's gonna be fine yeah so we, lo- we love yeah. your billions burning hell <laughs> but see ya <laughs> you know see you later as billions is going away something is coming back in tv form is Man on Fire. So Man on Fire, the, I mean, it's based off novels before, you know, it's based off a couple books. Uh, the French Foreign Legion soldier, uh, Cresby, A.J. Quinnell, in uh, Man of Fire, and also A Perfect Kill, Cresby the two books that came out. I know, what a name. Him. Come on. Wow. I, I know, I know. <laughs> well, Netflix, you know, and Denzel, Denzel Maybe did this really back Harley in 2004. That's where Quinnell it could from. be. But Denzel did this movie back in 2004. It was big for him. He played Creasy. It was huge, huge movie. Well, now they're going to do a TV show for Netflix. So Netflix picked it up. They're going straight to series, and they're doing eight episodes. So eight episodes, this is coming. The log line is this. Tells the story of John Creasy, a broken ex-mercenary on a mission to avenge the death of his only friend while protecting his fallen comrade's daughter from the forces that destroyed her family. So, Man on Fire is coming. So, this is now, some t- Jack Bauer taken Liam Neeson scenario, or I never in saw a way. It, well, no, in a way. I mean, I haven't seen it since like it came out, so it's been a while. But yeah, it's him just kicking ass. It's Denzel kicking ass, Cresby kicking ass, and it's gonna be the same thing. It, I know I'm I'm probably butchering that name, but you know, no, it's him I, kicking I like ass. It. It's canon. Now. I like the look, little Cresby. It's canon. Friend of the show, Cresby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> name of the show. So yeah, this is coming. This is coming to TV, and Netflix is picking stuff up. It's, it's a big name, so I mean, honestly, people are probably gonna watch it just because that. I mean, Denzel's not in it, so Do I mean, who care? knows who you're gonna cast? That movie came out. I, that's a good question. Does anybody Does any- care? Uh, someone no, cares. Maybe no. some producer cares. Netflix apparently cares. I guess. But for me, Again, I'm like recycling okay. Recycling ideas, like for fuck's sake, like why? It's, you know, it's the name of like, the game in this day. Let's have Forrest Gump the fucking animated series next. Like, just stop. Like, it's that would ridiculous. be a better idea. It would. Like, <laughs> my point legitimately. Is, would it be his shrimping like, days? You know, like him and Baba. Like, who could ever be Tom Hanks? Like, never. No one could ever play that part like that. Like, unfortunately, that's dead in the water. But they just go to movies that were successful at some point. And they're like, let's make this a series. Let's do this. It's like, no, just do something different. Do something new. Take a chance on something. Like, it's so annoying that they just keep doing this. Who takes chances in Hollywood, right? Who takes chances? Yeah, not with with my money, baby. I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once was a chance, and it swept the Oscars. So I think Self-produced, though, too. Self-produced, though. Exactly. Thank you, A24, by the way, for picking that up. Yeah, A24 um, all day. You know, the thing is, is that when you think outside the box, like, look how much success you can have. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so stupid to not take a chance and go with something safe because I mean, while it might go for a season or two or whatever, it's not your, it's not going to be a win. You know what I mean? Like, whereas something that's original has the chance to be spectacular. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. 
But you know, producers and studios they like to be safe. That's why you got a built-in audience. They think people will probably just flock to it because they love the movie, or they know it, or they read the books. Yeah. That's what it is. Denzel's coattails. That's it. Yeah, it's all about being safe. Denzel was like, which you is know what? what I need to buy another house. Let's do a TV <laughs> yeah. show, Netflix. Let's make it happen. Come on, and you Netflix know. Is like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? But speaking of being safe, that's what the COVID protocols were supposed to be doing, keeping us safe on set. Well, now, with everything that's going on, with the, the federal government lifting the uh, the restrictions on COVID-19 and saying that it's over with, they're saying it's, the declaration comes on May 11th, that, they're, that we're out of this pandemic, it's done, it's over. So the studios are also following suit, and they announced today that May 12th, they will terminate all their restrictions. No more masking, no more testing, none of that. No more of this social distancing stuff, back to work as normal, and also, like, it's up to you to take care of yourself. Now... They are saying that if you're a production that is following these guidelines, you can continue them for the rest of your season. If you're already in the middle of a season, you can keep your zones, you can do all that, that's fine. But after that season's done, then they don't want you to do it anymore. It's done, you're cutting it out, unless unless a main actor wants it. If a main actor is once testing, they're not gonna do it, but it's like it's like only for like the scenes. Like, okay, you have an intimate scene. Oh, you're doing something that's very like physical labor in your other's face. Okay, if you want to test, we'll do tests. There'll be rapid tests, but we're not gonna test anymore like what we're doing before, we're done with that. We're moving on. The government says it's done, so we're saying it's done. And really, it's a liability thing. They're not, they don't have to be liable anymore. People could sue them before, but now the government says it's done, they won't get sued or they can't get sued. And on top of that, they talk about background people too. Background people can actually say if they want to have someone tested around them, if it's an intimate scene, they can. But they have to give the, the, the production 24 hours notice or they'll tell them to go fuck themselves pretty much. So 24 hours notice if you want a COVID test. And that's it. But that ends July. So they're only doing that from May till July. And then after July 2023rd, well, no restrictions, point? nothing. I know. It's the dumbest thing. You know, I'm like, I'm like, if you're lifting it, just lift it. You know, we might have a strike anyway, so it's really even matter. Everything will probably shut down in May anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so the COVID restrictions are going away. It's done. It's back to normal of business in Hollywood. That's what they're saying. So everyone came forward. DJ SAG, uh, IATSE, the, uh, I mean, the Producers Guild, everybody came forward and said, this is our agreement. We're, we're terminating it. It's done. We're not going to re-up anything else. We're done with all this. So it's going gonna back save them normal. a shit ton of money, by the way. So it's going to save sure them so much so money. Right. And the rental houses are probably like super thrilled. Like I know Hawk Anamorphic will probably get more business. I know Keslo will get more business. I know all these big places that rent equipment, rent lenses, rent cameras, all this. They're going to be making more money because they cut their budget constantly. Because they're like, oh, we're, we're we can't have a uh, we can't have many lenses, we can't have as much you know grip equipment, we can't have much you know like we can't have a crane today because we have to pay for the COVID stuff. So maybe that money will be reallocated towards these small businesses and these big businesses in Hollywood and make more money for them too. Possibility, or the producer put in their pocket and say, go fuck yourself, everybody. You know what I mean? More likely, unfortunately, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but it's it's a change of time in the long run because in the long run you're going to get more main actors getting sick. Like, it's a possibility. I I understand that we need to to move on in the world, but I think lifting all of like lifting some of the restrictions seems like a better idea than lifting all of them immediately. Uh, like I think things like at least vaccine mandates seem common sense because like yes, we're going to live with COVID, but that doesn't mean we ignore COVID. You know. Yeah. yeah, I know. I currently know like three people that have COVID right now, so it's right. definitely not gone. You know. Oh no! Uh, it's, it's, it's never going to be gone. Never going to be gone. You know. It's just I, I said before like, the over- serious. Now it's more like the flu situation, and so people are just out for a couple of days. But the problem is, you know, it, it's it spreads 
more quickly and more ferociously than the flu right. does. So like if someone, if a main actor on set does have it and then they are in a scene with six people and then those six people have it, you're going to have to shut down production days. Or, you know, if it's a movie or something where you have a little bit of liquidity, you can just switch your days around and stuff. But like in the long run, I mean, it will save production companies shit tons of money. Instead of testing every single person on the crew, some some shows test every day, right. some shows test three days a week. Some you know you have people on site dealing with that. You have to buy all of the the gloves and the masks and the sanitizers and the wipes. Like all that stuff is out all the time. Like it's right. It's definitely it going to save them no. a lot of money. It doesn't have to be all or nothing though. Is kind of what I was. Saying. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. They're probably going to also cut back in the COVID departments because they have all these people they hired to just actually handle COVID stuff, COVID coordinators. All those so people are not going to have jobs anymore. They're lose yeah. jobs, yeah. yeah. They, they did say – the one thing they're saying too is like if you do get COVID for the rest of the year, production will still pay you five days sick pay. So for the rest that's of the year nice. for 2023, if they don't you do pay get it on, for the flu, so I guess that's yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a win, but but you know that'll be gone after 2023 too. They're not going to keep paying that. Yeah. But I mean the thing is they will be saving a lot of money. And they've already been cutting these departments down as it is. I mean, it's been a thing. We knew it was going to happen, you know? They've been cutting them down every every month. It seems like there's less people. You on set, there used to be like, I remember when we first started, there was like 30. And then all of a sudden, there's like three now, you know? So it's just going to be one of those things where they'll just keep cutting it anyways. And it's just, you know, people got great jobs during that time. If you were a COVID coordinator person, you know, you were great. But, you know, that those days are done. So <laughs> How do you translate yeah. that on your resume? <laughs> like I don't uh... know. COVID coordinator, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's going to go away. It's a big thing for Hollywood, big thing for a lot of rental houses and stuff. And, and it's a big change. So we had to report on it, of course. Another big thing I want to talk about, uh, instant update. It's like just a little bit. We don't, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I want to talk about some more Jonathan Major stuff. Before we yeah, get into some fun it. stuff, we got, we got to talk a little bit more serious stuff because an update came and we talked about this the other day. And so now they've released some text messages. So he released text messages, or I say his lawyer released text messages from his girlfriend, who was the one that apparently or allegedly got beat up. So they, he, she released this whole text chain. And then it's, they said the first thing that the police arrived with the paramedics. This is more updates. And as standard procedure, they arrested him, Mr. Majors, due to New York PD protocol, requesting, you know, a request or, or uh, requesting an arrest because of the circumstances, because she had marks, she had been beat up, you know. So he was held for seven to ten hours, seven to nine hours, and he was released. So that, that all that stuff is what we heard a little bit about, but you know they just said it's protocol. And and so the thing is though, she released these text messages, and that's why he's saying this is like the reason why everything's fine, and uh, we should just believe this for real. And then we talk about this in the show about you know DV victims sometimes will say things and stuff just because, but yeah, it's stuff for everybody to think. So if she said one that here's, I'm gonna read a little bit what she said just so everybody can hear it. So she said. Please let me know you're okay when you get this. They assured me that there, you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol and when they saw the injuries on me and they knew we had a fight. I'm so angry that they did this, and I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Just call me when you're out. I love you. So, I mean, the one thing I would say, though, too, is like, oh, whatever. So then she goes more into it and then said, they just called the uh, they just called again to check on me. And I reiterated how this was not an attack and that they did not have my blessing on any charges being placed. I read the paper. They, they gave me about strangulation. And I said, point blank, this did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told this. She ensured this on me. I know you have the best team and there's nothing to worry about. I just want to know that I'm I'm doing all I can on my end. 
I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and, and, you're, and you're worrying as my partner due to our communication prior. Out of care. She promised all will be relayed. Um, so yeah, so these are text messages again, released by his team. You know, so you take it as it is. I know people online are saying like, you know, some people, it's very split. People are like, oh yeah, she's okay. Other people are like reading it being like, uh, it's my fault because I tried to grab your phone. And it's like, well, what's your fault then? You know what I mean? So stuff like that, you know, it's like, but you still had beat Mark. You were still so beating up. So if I grab your uh, phone, you can beat me up. Is that what the thing is? Like, is that what she's saying? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. These honestly. text messages make me physically ill. Like, if anything, this makes me feel like he's more guilty than I me did too. before. Because anyone who's known a victim or been a victim can read this and know what she's really saying under the words and know where she's coming from and how she's feeling. And like, it just, the, I can't explain how sick these text messages it's make so, me It feel. sounds like something about the phrasing. Is that it? Because it absolutely strikes me that it could be like in, in a court, perhaps this is entirely exculpatory. I can, I can see him maybe, okay, this gets swept under the rug. Marvel gets to keep going on, whatever, whatever. But in, in terms of, could someone who is a victim of of domestic abuse situation have written those exact words a hundred percent and it and it would read a totally natural and normal way for someone to to react who's used to putting that blame on themselves of course a hundred percent going on one hundred percent yeah one hundred percent and she also says first she says um my uh, that it was uh, my fault because i grabbed i tried to grab your phone so it's cool if you beat me up because i tried to grab your phone but then she says like in the next test that uh that it was due to me passing out so like that's a contradiction right there like first you said it's my fault because i tried to grab your phone and then you said no it was due to me passing out and you as my passing out my from partner what? Yeah, I mean, probably Passing strangulation that she's pretending didn't happen. Like exactly. I, the whole the whole thing is it's like red flag city, and for the for the lawyer to post this shit or or publicize it or print it right. or whatever the, fact the fuck that it's being publicized exactly. That I mean, yeah. It's it like seems... you're letting the audience, like you're putting it off for the public, like yeah. here, now yeah. you decide, like they're, they're, they're having us have this conversation right now. If you didn't and... put it out there, we would not be having this conversation. It's like they want, they want to try to get people to believe in him, you know? They want you to just read very... the words and not the subtext. Right. Yeah. But that's, I mean, anyone with a brain is going to read the subtext. Right. And also, and that doesn't mean that, that, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not going to go lost on people because, you know, someone who, who's a fan of his or whatever will be like, oh, great, everything's fine. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to see the subtext as well. But there, one more point is that um, she also texted him that first bit and then I love you. And then that second bit, because he's obviously not responding to her and icing her out. So she is going to become more apologetic in the text and more. Please, oh, I didn't think about please, that. Please, please, please don't be mad at me. I mm -hmm. love you. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get beat up by you. And I really want to fix <laughs> this because I'm used to getting beaten up by you. And I love you. Like, it's it's like not like when you're in a situation <laughs> like that. You don't see like you have to you have to be outside of the situation to see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard as a person who um, is being abused regularly 
you know, to be able to recognize that it is abuse. And especially if the good times are really, really good, you're like, oh, well, so he hit me in the mm -hmm. mouth this one time. Like, it's totally fine. But we also had, you know, six amazing things that we did in between then, or the sex is amazing, or, you yep. know, he bought me flowers and a, a diamond tennis bracelet or whatever. He said he was sorry. He said he didn't yeah. mean it. He didn't mean it. It was an accident. It's, like, yeah, and it's totally fine. I love when he says, so I'm king the conqueror. It happens all the time. <laughs> you don't so accidentally like, strangle somebody. Like she, The next text is going to be more, and the next text is going to be more because he's not responding to her. Like, Well, there might the be even thing, more like, texts they're not going to show. Right. You know? It just, I'm just 100% with you, Rachel. Like, the subtext, and Mike too, everyone, like, the subtext is is 100% damning. And to me, this doesn't exonerate him. It makes him look more guilty. Yeah, it's it's really, mm, it's really, uh, and I, I read that too. I, I see subtext too. And a lot of people do, you know? Like, he thought this was like the smoking gun that's going to be like, oh, see, so y'all believe me. And then, you know, the other thing is too, they said there's like taxi footage. Where's the taxi footage, you know, that shows that he that's didn't do this stuff? It's going to all have to be subpoenaed. It's going to be a whole, yeah, it's going to be tied I mean, up in the legal yeah. system for a year or Years. longer. Yeah. I'm not going to see it for a long time. But that's, you release this text message and like, what's the point? You're just trying to get people to, you know, trying to get in the public eye side. and they're like, oh, exactly. yeah, be on your side. Well, it, and Marvel, you know. It echoes the Justin Roiland situation a little bit, though, doesn't it? Because he just recently got cleared of whatever domestic violence charges, felony domestic violence charges that he had. Um, and yet still we're in a situation where Adult Swim totally cut ties with him. He lost all this stuff. So obviously, um, you know, the discussions that we're having can can happen a lot faster than well, our and, justice system can. And like, let's... Yeah, let's be clear. Just because somebody was not charged for something in the legal system doesn't oh, mean they were totally. innocent. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So even if the and legal system fails and this man is exonerated for his domestic violence, like, it doesn't It doesn't mean that he, he was innocent. And it, doesn't it doesn't mean that mean he did it. it, though, either. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right. not somebody to say, like, I don't think that cancel culture is a thing. At the same time, like, I, I do think that as a, as a public, we want to have, like, I don't know, maybe some kind of standard of right. evidence. I, I, do, I have no way to go about it. There's, you just can't decide it's, these things as a, as a, as a, as a community. Like, right. It, it needs to be decided by evidence, and it's not the kind. And of he's thing putting this shit forth in order to influence the that court of weird. public that opinion. That is weird. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he thinks it will help, but like to me, 100%. it totally which, hurts. Which seems like abuser mindset, does it not? Be yeah, like, oh, I got, I got this. Kinda, this is the silver bullet. I'm one hundred percent. It kind of does. Yep. Well, Marvel right now has been. They finally are apparently behind the scenes. They're talking about this. They've talked to his lawyer. They're throwing options out right now. How they're going to do it. They're not making any decision right now. What they're going to do with him? Of course, they're let it play out. I mean, it's only been a few days, but I mean, like the army dropped his ads right away. You know, so people are probably going to put pressure on him. I mean, he's got a lot of, he's got a huge career right now with Marvel. So there's a lot, there's a lot of issues right now with that. He's got a huge career, period. He is there's like, a yeah. lot of abusers who are serving the army. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? Yeah, I'll be, yeah, America, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> it's consistent with their image, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 kind of is. But I don't know. It's like this came out. I just want to talk about it a little bit. I know it's it's we, there's more information that will come out as it goes along. It's a very touchy subject. And it's like, honestly, I am kind of leaning towards that. It sounds really shady to me. I don't know, but I'm not excited about it, Let me tell you that. But I am excited about Asteroid City. I am excited about Asteroid Thanks, City because I, 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 I saw this trailer. Are absolutely wild Wait, this episode. <laughs> 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 I, 
<laughs> I've had a few drinks already. So, so Asteroid City is coming out, everybody. It's coming out on June 16th. Wes Anderson uh, is, is marking his, his return after a decade. He hasn't had a movie in a decade, which I think is weird, right? Wow. So it's a fictional American desert town uh, circa 1950, 1990. What? No, hold on. Didn't, hold he, do, on. didn't so, he do French Dispatch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was that's that a what, that's what I know? When did I don't know. Fantastic that Mr. Was. Fox come out? Wasn't that him? We should look it up. Uh, someone get back, Jessica, on this. But I think so. Asteroid City is coming out. Asteroid City is coming out June 16th. <laughs> and it's about, okay, it's a fictional American desert town circa 1955, but it's in the future. And the itinerary of a junior stargazing space cadet convention organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events, which are, well, aliens. So, <laughs> so I watched this trailer. Of course, it has all of his normal players. I mean, except like Tom Hanks is in this, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, Edward Norton, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Jeffrey Wright. You got Brian Cranston, Adrian Brody, Lev, uh, Lev Shriver. You got Hope Davis. I mean, there's like the names go on and on and on. Steve Carell, Matt Dillon. I mean, Willem Dafoe's in this shit. There's Margot Robbie. I mean, uh, Jeff Goldblum. There's so many people in this movie. So I don't know. Francis Bill Mo- came out oh, in 2021, you want- just FYI, everyone. Okay, then then my article was, <laughs> lot, was wrong. I'll drink for that. I'll drink for that. I'll correct, I'll correct myself. Hmm. So Bill Murray was Bill supposed Murray. to be in this. Bill Murray was supposed to play oh, Steve, uh, Steve Carell's part. Steve Carell took his part because when he was about to shoot, he tested positive for COVID. Oh. And so they couldn't bring him to oh. set, and they swapped him out with Steve Carell. So it was so when you see Steve, Steve Carell in the trailer, bummer on Bill Murray. Yeah, it was supposed to be Bill Murray. So that's the reason why he's not there. was like, hey, Steve, what are you doing this afternoon? Want to come shoot a Wes Anderson movie? He was like, I love right? Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Brilliant. This looks fun, though. It really plays off the whole. It reminds me of like the, of course, 1950s, but like the, the golden age of UFOs. And it's like, but it's they have like a laser gun in this shit, too. I'm just like throwing shit and like shooting with laser guns. I was like, that that threw me off for a second when I saw that. I was like, what? But it's of course his state, his same style, the deadpan acting. Schwarzman, I think, is great in this too. His interaction between uh, him and 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 uh, uh, well, I'm going blank on her name now. Sabrina, your favorite Black Widow. Go. Scarlett Johansson. Yep, Scarlett Johansson. Their interaction is great. I really think it's great. And it's it's by, a lot of fun. By my favorite, he means I do not like her at all. Just yeah, she's not. She's not like her. That was sarcastic, and like I her. do not care for her. I might be alone in this, but I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the, the music was great, and then you know, like the look of it's great. It's totally a Wes Anderson look, well, and the acting. It looks like I said great. It's, it's yeah. Wes Anderson. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be beautiful. It's, it's great because it's also combined with that that beautiful like Manhattan Project uh, nuclear age aesthetic of the American Southwest. You expect Wiley Coyote is going to come mm-hmm. by chasing the Roadrunner like. <laughs> it's it's I'm, I'm from nowhere, right? Yeah, I'm from yeah. Vegas, and that like so that like whole aesthetic like speaks to me because I'm like, oh, it it's like home but prettier (laughs) (laughs) like through a wes anderson filter got it awesome Uh, this might be his first film to pass the bechdel test there were women talking to each other in the trailer oh you were right 100 percent. you are right (laughs) it probably will pass (laughs) that was a whole thing on three demers too when we were watching all these old movies we were talking about that nothing ever passed the test nothing it just it doesn't happen usually, especially back in the day. You know, in the older yeah. movies, it's definitely like doesn't happen. Pass it more often, but like I think, yeah. um, again, on Three Demers, uh, no, it wasn't Three Demers. It was Cinema Demore. Lexi was covering uh, Wes Anderson films, and as we were watching them, we were like, not a single 
two women speak to each other in any of these films. Even French Dispatch, <laughs> which just came out. Yeah. It's weird. There it's really were no weird. two women talking to each other in French Dispatch ever? Nope. Really? It's what? shocking. <laughs> it's it is shocking. Because well, like it's not even about the quality. Two women can talk to each other, but it can't be about a man. Can't be about right? a man. Right. Yeah. Uh, it can't be about a man. Not even about the quality of the conversation. It's just that it happened, and it and and Wes just can't seem to get two women in a room talking to each other about not a man. Which is about very. Not a man. <laughs> Sabrina, you saw us. What do you think about the trailer? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What do you think? Um, I mean, I, I, it's Wes Anderson. I'm going to watch it. I, the, the trailer could have showed literally nothing. And I would be like, I'm in, like, I'm going to watch it. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I hope that French, I didn't mind French, French dispatch. I know a lot of people didn't really care for it. Um, I didn't mind it. Um, I feel like what this is, is color palette. Wow. As I know, I know right? it's like, it's like an Easter uh, egg, like, factory like threw up on each other it's like totally pastel <laughs> and like it's almost it almost looks like a painting and that mm -hmm. hope davis is very very talented she's amazing um i actually had stood in for her on something like a while back she's super super nice and i was so excited to see her in the trailer um he always brings together the star-studded cast as lexi did mention that everyone only have two minutes of screen, screen time which you know I hope is not the case, at least for some of the characters. I feel like uh, Jason uh, Schwartz, huge cast. Schwartzman, Schwartzman he's yeah, probably going to be in it a bit, from what I can judge. Oh, he's in it, yeah, for sure, a lot. You know, he's probably like the main theme, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, Lexi, I agree with you. I think it was, you know, his weakest film so far, but I, I didn't mind it. I did enjoy it. Like it was a little bit, like there were things that I was like, okay, all right, this is what we're doing, sure. Um, but I didn't, I didn't not like it. I think people are just used to a certain thing. And so people like were kind of panning it, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. And I'll watch anything that he does. He's his composition and, and the weirdness of his shit always fucking makes me happy. Like I'm, and it's, again, I know, it's so weird, but like it's awesome. I always it's say just... original, I love original content and I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's bringing to the table. Do you, do you I can't even imagine his direction. Do you think that his uh, his sense of humor is getting a little bit less dry as he gets older? Because like Grand Budapest Hotel was straight up hysterical, and this like he's leaning more on the camp. He's not he's not in the cool kid like totally in the camp. Ironic joke. I like, love camp. I'm I'm, I'm, you too. Right, right. I'm, I'm all for the camp. He's getting more in. He's getting goofier, and it seems like he's enjoying himself. I feel Which like is it good. depends on the story, like what the story can lend to, what the story is telling. Like I think his humor depends on the film you know what i mean like i didn't it, see french dispatch i didn't even know that this came out i i enjoyed french i mean uh, me yes it's a little uh, i get what you're saying like it's a little um, weaker but i still liked it i still liked I that that was fun asleep, actually, for i think I, I watched it the rest of it later <laughs> i watched the rest of it later i did fall i fall asleep a lot during movies it happens you know that's really i'm getting older you know it just <laughs> happens so, so Mike, were you were you blown away by this when you saw the trailer or what, what do you think about it were you really excited about it are you gonna go see this like day one Hey, Brian, I was blown away when we saw Jason Schwartzman open for Incubus in the Van Handel Arena in Grand Rapids in 2002, man. That was a long time ago. I forgot that about that. One? You were yeah. totally right. F Fantaplay. You were totally right. 
Yeah, that was, that was definitely the first time we got to California. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the aesthetic looks great, and it's just it's just funnier. Like I've always liked Wes Anderson, but when he seems more relaxed, it's easier for me to be more relaxed too. We're all we're all getting older. We don't have time to be as cool as we once did. Like so, this just looks this just looks pretty, and the aesthetics are just like just oh, great yeah. great america americana but also like i'm sure just exquisitely ironic americana of our of our uh, you know our our nuclear age and our consumer culture it's it's all going to be in there and i bet it'll it'll all be spoofed and be really funny i hope there's some everybody has to watch a trailer flavor in here oh, <laughs> i've never seen that i've still never seen that movie what i know i know of all the ones oh, i still have not seen it i don't even know you i don't even know who you are so Rachel, up or down, yes or no? What do you think? Are you are you sold on this? Are you excited about it? You're, you're are you there day day one or no? Are you in theaters to watch uh, this or at home? Probably at home, honestly. Yeah. Um, I want to be more excited about Wes Anderson because I love the aesthetics. I love that style of humor. I just don't love how male centric his films are. They seem like they're made by men for men, starring men, and I just wish it was had a little bit more for a wider audience. Maybe not like a wider audience, still the niche like weirdo audience, but like girls exist too. It, it, passed, it, passed, it passed in the trailer. <laughs> They're out right? there. Maybe the, maybe there's some hope yeah. for this one. I I'm, I'll I'll watch it, but maybe something happens where he has a little shifting gears for this one, right? He's yeah. uh, changing it up. Maybe he's getting older and figuring it out more. Maybe you know. Maybe you yeah, never you know. know. He finally got a girlfriend. It's everything's so pretty to watch. <laughs> it's just such it's such odd and interesting shots the colors the lighting like i just i love the style you know i i can't deny that well something else that's odd interesting and has lots of colors is scott pilgrim so yes! scott pilgrim everybody. Yes! <laughs> scott pilgrim versus the world is coming back in an animated version for netflix and they're bringing back the whole cast from the 2010 version Everybody's coming back, they said, from the Edgar Wright version. You got Michael Sarah, you got Mary Elizabeth Winston seed, you got Audrey Plaza, you got Brie Larson, Chris Evans, Allison Pill, uh, Kieran Culkin, Brandon Routh, Jason Schwartzman, that guy's popping up more in our show tonight, and a Kendrick. They're all coming back for this. And of course, it's not like a continuation. They're like they're actually just basing off the graphic novels. They're getting into it, they're expanding upon O'Malley's seven original Scott Pilgrim graphic novels and making it a Netflix series. So they announced this, and their announcement trailer just showing all the names. They're like, all these people are coming back. It's going to be great. You know, so for me, I saw this, and I was pretty excited because I love, I love me some Scott Pilgrim. I think it's, it's a, a, I, I never watched or never like read the graphic novels, but the movie I think is great. And the movie didn't do well. It really didn't do well. But then all of a sudden later on, it's people started classic. loving it. Yeah. yeah. I it's a fun. am so ridiculously excited. Scott Pilgrim <laughs> is my favorite movie. Like straight oh, up awesome. favorite movie. Really? I have the graphic novels. I have a bunch of merch. I have the game. I am like obsessed with Scott Pilgrim. My wow. favorite film of all time. I love Edgar Wright as a director. I think so he's good. done very few bad showings. Um, I, I just could not be more excited. I'm excited to see what he does with the animation, what he's going to do with the music, because he always incorporates music really well into his projects. I, I could not be more thrilled. Yeah, and the fact that like that this that Netflix enough is like yeah, let's bring that original cast back like that is huge, 
You know, I mean, honestly, something like this has been so long, they would just, you know, recast things, you know? This will shut the comic nerds up. By <laughs> I think you're wrong about that, Lexi. I think it's going to make them more comic excited and empower them. find something to be mad at, but I think uh, with them expanding upon it, actually showing more of the stories, I think, I think the comic fans will be pleased. I still have Brandon Routh in that. Like, the vegan power is so great. No, was, was Brandon Routh? Yeah, it was Brandon Routh, right? The vegan power. Oh my god, I loved it so much. It was so good. It was so good. Sean isn't vegan. <laughs> that movie got slept on when it came out. I saw the I know. and I was like, am, am I losing my mind? How are people not losing their shit over this? Like it was so good. Like the incorporation, right, Mike? The incorporation of like the, the pow, the bang, the, the zing zang, you know what I mean? Everything flying through Roger the air. Rabbit, How great was man. that? <laughs> it was revolutionary. Rabbit, there's, there's your segue. So yeah. I, I read the comics. Um 12 or 15 years ago when they came out it's just such a great fresh take like it's such a postmodern like awareness but the fact that it's filtered through a canadian lens just makes it that much more cuddly and good natured and it just, <laughs> yeah yeah the, the brotherly love right toronto canada uh, you know, because it's just got those warm fuzzies, and they couldn't have picked a better actor than Michael Sarah to convey that. Oh, he's perfect. Way, yeah. You remember that, that one did. time that Michael Sarah played an awkward guy? <laughs> that one time. <laughs> that was that one time, yeah. When was, when was that? You know, when was that? Um, and so many of these actors are so much bigger now than they were when this film came out. I think it's absolutely right. amazing. They were able to get them all back. It's true. They all came back, which is amazing. I mean, you the got, voiceover is got Captain easier. Marvel and Captain America here, baby. <laughs> yep, they're both in here. It's like, yeah, let's do this. They'll probably put them some scenes together. Why not? <laughs> Edgar Wright's just got to be a great person to work with. Like, although he's he's not he's not in this. He's not even involved in. This he's not attached at all. No, is he? no. Which is weird. You know, you I think that he was. I I didn't see anything that says he. Fuck Captain Marvel, by the way. She's a cunt. <laughs> and also, um, I would just like to say that the one time Michael Sarah did not play an awkward person was in This Is The End. Right, right. Well, he played himself. Okay. Also, right. the, only the only time. Yeah. The only time. <laughs> Sabrina, so you're not a big fan of this? What do you think about this? Are you oh, excited no, about this? Fan, I just hate Brie Larson. I think she's a fucking loser and a fucking difficult person. Well, and to she be shouldn't fair, be getting jobs. Envy like, Adams hey. is a cunt. So she's, well, she's I mean, playing an asshole. But still, like, I don't like giving her a paycheck. She's a horrible person. There's a million people who could do her job and not be a fucking cunt about it. Like, they're bringing her back. I get it. Like, you have to do it. But luckily, she's just going to be in a voiceover booth by herself. It doesn't have to ruin everyone else's life while she's shooting this. So congratulations. Sabrina to hates you. Brie Larson. You have a job. Hates I mean, Brie Larson. Literally. literally she Hey, She's I Sabrina's number one enemy of the show. I'm going to take a drink for that. Enemy of the, enemy of the show for Sabrina, enemy Brie Larson. The, the Marvels. You know, and I really don't like Scarlett Johansson, but Brie Larson runs circles around her for me. Circles. And this is great, and, though. And that, I, I just said one more sweep through IMDb. Yeah, Edgar Wright's not attached to it. Then IMDb, that is, that, that nothing. That is disappointing. Which is, which is weird. You'd think that with Mary the cast. Such Thank you, Chris, for agreeing. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, we put that up already. We can put that down. I'm, yeah, it's, I'm it's, excited. I'm going to do it one more time. You, you, you put it back, you can put it back down. <laughs> How many times do I push this button? I got to push that button again. One more time. One more time. I think Sabrina's been drinking a little bit. I just so. like, I like the support for when I'm right, okay? The people have spoken. She's a cunt. I just love how it's like a live action comic book, you know, and the way they do it and all the performances. And again, 
it's the perfect cast because they're so different. Everybody. I mean, you were saying Chris Evans, the, the Michael Sarah themselves are so different. Schwartzman is so different. He's like the villain. He's like the main villain. He's like the main, the main boyfriend that wants to kill him at the very end, you know? And I think that drawing this out in a series will be great too, because each guy will have more opportunity to be like develop their story with her and get into it. Maybe each episode will be a character, you know, as opposed to like two scenes, you know, I think that'll be great. Maybe they make it like an eight episode, 10 episode thing. They branch it out and it's, it'd be a blast. It'd be a lot of fun. In fact, these actors coming back, they, they had a great time making it before. So they're like, hell yeah, let's do it again. Let's have some fun. Oh, I'm really nervous. They're going to get to like direct it though. Cause Wright's not involved. That's going to be. Sketchy. I don't know. Hopefully, it's, it's somebody animation. good. It's animation. I feel like it. I feel like it could be good. You know. Yeah. I think it. I think it will be good, regardless. You got the right actors involved. You got great, the great source material on top of that, and it's it's already a fun thing. So you get somebody fun that can direct it. You get somebody that's that gets the comics, gets the graphic novels, that writes it. I think it's a great hit. I think once you get those pieces together, you get the right person that loves it, loves the content. You get the actors that can play it. Bam, you're sold. I just you know, have a quick question for you. Yeah. Is Egg from Arrested Development? She's oh, in yes. in, in she's, she is. She's okay. coming back okay. to play Roxy Richter. Sure. Yep. Her? 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 Yeah. Yeah, she's in it. I mean, I honestly, honestly, it's everyone's great in that cast. Everybody's great in that cast. And like for a comedy, like you can't go wrong. Sabrina, she didn't watch it for years. And I was like, you have to watch this. We watched it randomly one time, right? And then she's like, what the hell is this movie? And then I'm like, yeah, this is something. It's, it's you really got to check so it out. Good. And then yeah, I saw this came so up I'm, around I'm when it came out. And, and I have just loved it ever since. It is amazing. It's spectacular. Yeah, it really is. So Scott Pilgrim versus the world is coming, everybody. Animated version. Mike Casey says he doesn't want to watch it, but you know what? We don't. We we don't agree with him. We don't agree (laughs) with him. Do we? Do we? (laughs) 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 Creating some drama here on Crystal Control. Is this now the Bully Mike podcast? (laughs) We love you, Mike. We can manufacture drama. That's okay. Fuck you, Brian. (laughs) We, We love you. We love you. (laughs) <laughs> and speaking of mixed feelings for somebody i want to talk about the batman <laughs> so the batman yes. 2 is coming and people love it people hate it people love Batman. people hate Batson. uh people love the movie people say it's too long you know so batman 2 is coming so though and, and as it comes out it's coming out october 3rd 2025 so we have some time to over two and a half a years time. later two and a half years later the movies for the sequels coming out which is a long time so now of course uh, Any uh, Circus coming back to be Alfred. Colin Farrell's coming back to be Penguin. So he came out. He's doing the HBO Max show, being Penguin, doing a deeper dive into his story. It picks up right after the events of the Batman. And then once that ends, it's going to pick up at Batman or Batman 2. So great for him. Uh, Paul Dano's coming back to be Riddler. Apparently going to finish up whatever he's doing in that movie. And on top of that, they have finally said that Clayface is the new big villain. Yeah. First time in a Batman movie. First time. And I love me some Clayface. I think this is a great, a great choice. If you're gonna dude, go with something dude, different, me too. Me too. He was, he was right, Mike. Him, him and Scarecrow. Well, because we were both weaned on the, so on, the, on the animated series. Though, me, is the thing, yeah, right? which, which, yeah, and the Clayface in that was great. He right, was awesome. Right. And, and of course, it's he's he's so like, how do you beat him? You know, it's so hard for Batman to beat. It's like a supernatural character for Batman to beat, that's, which is that's not, what I was it hadn't really occurred to me before that. Okay, so Batman will be pre- he's present in the other DC like magic-y, 
universes, but the other superheroes don't really come into the Batman worlds to sprinkle magic and sci-fi elements in there. His world is no. pretty normal. So how you gonna how you gonna have Clayface work? That's what it's got me wondering. Especially in this one, yeah, you're right. Especially in this Matt Reeves verse, because the Matt Reeves verse is very much trying to be like Chris Nolan right. in a way, keeping it grounded. Of course, they try to be even more like you know he doesn't have the Bat Cave. He's like in a he's like an underground tunnel, you know. So it's like a little different than the, than their typical Batman type deal. So how do you make a supernatural character happen like this? And of course, there are multiple versions of of uh, of Clayface in the comic books. There's the one we all know where you know he goes through, he becomes a Clayface, and he becomes a whole melted thing. There's another version though that was an actor in the comic books who wasn't even like Clayface. But so I hope they don't go that route. I hope that they stick to like the typical what we expect Clayface to be, which is of course like a mud creature, you know, that just like morphs and changes and stuff. How Al- are they gonna do that? Do they do you see that happening in this in this you know this usually standard gritty Batman verse that they're doing? That's 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 a good Clayface is science based. Yeah, it's science based. I'm not right? saying Let's they see. couldn't do it. I'm saying are they bringing the supernatural elements in it, or are they gonna just have it be some? What, like, because the cartoon, rounded. he just like goops his face yeah. all, and he can like, he he can change his, his he can into somebody else's face. He can change yeah, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he changed other people all the time, and you would think like he would be changing the Batman and stuff like that, and be Bruce Wayne and be out in the world and stuff, and you would think that's him, but it's not. Then all of a sudden, his faces start drooping, kind of like Dark Man, which I love. Dark Man, like maybe. you know that shit happens, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh my face. They'll in, maybe they'll bring in Tom Cruise. They'll be doing the Mission Impossible face mask thing and they can maintain the realism my only exposure to clayface as a character was through the harley quinn series (laughs) alan tudyk alan tudyk so great love alan tudyk friend of the show amazing friend of the show best friend of the show alan Alan, here's to you you got a great name my uncle's alan too (laughs) so to you friend of the show this is a nerdy ass episode. Drink your LaCroix. It really Mike. is. It really You're is. It's called nerd news. Episodes. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I've become, I've become 75% more nerd since I started doing the show. So Let's see. Our first but the original. Three stories uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, followed by a comic book and another comic book. <laughs> some yeah. serious news in Hollywood. You know, some serious yeah, news. Yeah, a little, little bit of domestic abuse. We, we had a downer there for a minute, but we recovered. <laughs> we're back. We're back talking about Alec Tim. Like, yes, I'm. I'm Clayface, you know, and he's like doing like Shakespearean acting. I'm a Clayface. I'm a Clayface. Exactly in the cartoon, right? <laughs> my face is melting. It's a melting face. So it melted like a mustard. There's there's a version, but there's a version in the comic books of Playface where he's a a B level actor, like a B list actor named Basil Baz Carlo, and he once portrayed a, a villain actor. named Clayface. Got it. Yeah, yeah, but he portrayed a character named Clayface, and he hears about a movie being remade that's one starred in, and he proceeds to kill all their actors that are trying to play Clayface. And that's where that villain comes into play. So he's like a serial killer because he's mad people are trying to play his part Clayface again to remake it. So they could go that route. That's straight comics, you know? But that wouldn't be what we'd expect. You know what I mean? Would you Would you want... Anybody want to see that? I don't know if I want to see that. Mike, would you... Mike, would you want to see that or do you want the typical Clayface? Hey, you're not you're not bringing out your uh, your sparkly vampire shirt there, Rachel. It's appropriate oh, my, too. My uh, yeah, you got my, the my you got the arm. Batman right there on your shirt. <laughs> That's three of them. Oh. 
I, oh, wait, hold, 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 hold on. I, I got to bring it. We, we got to do that again. I got, I got Michael. We got, we got, we got to do that again, Rachel. I, I, the audience did not see that. We have to do it one more time. The, the majesty of my. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. There we go. There he is. That's all the Battensons. Good old Battenson. I, I, I liked Affleck. Affleck. Uh, Batman, yeah, Affleck, Batman to the <laughs> Batfleck, Batfleck, we call him. I was and, like, what? Uh, Batfleck. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I just like all these different uh, kinds of Batmans. I'll, I'll, I'll like it no matter what. I don't think it's gonna suck. I mean, there was some ridiculous shit in the Pattinson version. Like, there's a flood, and they all like head into the basement in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's this what you what do in a flood, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Go okay. On yeah. Okay. So I, I did want to make sure that that is the, that's the correct yes, thing. Yes, Lexi. Okay. Now, now it makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to give her a shout out because I also think that Affleck was the best Batman. I think Affleck I think... makes a really good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think, I think he does too. He, he has that kind of aura to him. Of course, and just I like. I like his Batman. Uh, yeah, he's just very angry. He's an angry elf. Michael Keaton's the OG, but now he's old. So, like, if I have to pick a Batman now, I, I go with Ben I want to see. I want to see Batman in his golden years. Let's see him towards retirement. He's got arthritis from from doing all the the fighting and, and all the fighting against all the villains. The, that was the Alan Moore or the the Frank Miller adaptation of uh, of Batman. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Or... Dark Dark Knight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that? Is that yeah. what that one was called? Yeah, and he he was yeah. old arthritic Batman. Exactly what you're Fantastic. For. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I think that was great. And that's what they were trying to go off of for Ben Affleck as it was. Like he was supposed to be a little bit older, but not as old as Michael oh, Keaton. I they you were know, doing but... like young starting out Batman with with uh That's the Battenson, yes. That's the Battenson, yeah. Baby Batman. Yeah, yeah. Baby Bat Batman. Batman Beyond be my favorite. I love to see a Batman zero, Beyond. There is zero differentiation between fucking Robert Pattinson playing Bruce Wayne and playing Batman. And for me, the whole point of Batman is that it's two different people and you don't know who it is. But like literally anyone off the street who saw Bruce Wayne being brooding and fucking angry and stupid would know that brooding, angry, and stupid Batman was also the same person. Like there's well, Maybe they'll have some character development. No, they can try not have it. <laughs> He's just sitting there being angry and upset all the fucking time. Yeah. Sabrina, you know, Alfred was cool, but like this is bullshit. Sabrina, are you excited about Clayface as a villain as a concept or no? Um, I mean, it depends on how they do it. Um, I'm with Rachel as like my only exposure to Clayface on film is through Harley Quinn and fucking Alan Tudyk knocked it out of the park. So if they could find somebody, or I mean, if if he ship he he's shape shifting, you're gonna have to allow a lot of different actors, and I mean, it could get dicey. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm not against it. I just, uh, I feel like I'm against the, the Battinson version of Batman period. So I don't think it has I anything like, to do with Clayface for me. Let's make Liam Neeson Clayface. Let's do a little dark man fucking like little thing no, there. Liam no. Neeson comes in. I mean, I know he was Ra's al Ghul already, he so maybe they wouldn't Batman, do it. Like training, uh, he was Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. He okay, was training. Uh, like, Batman, Batman, though. Not that was a while ago. We don't, we don't remember that. We don't, no one remembers no, that. We we remember that. Gen Z doesn't know that shit. We remember it, but it was a different series, so it needed to be ridiculous. Well, who would play Clayface, though? 
Batista Art. from the show? That was, to Dave? That was the show, Dave. That was my first thought. My, my, <laughs> Dave. Guess is like, my guess is many people are going to play Clayface. You know what I mean? Because he morphs into other people. So there's going to be many Clayfaces. The man in the clay, when we see him, if we see him, I mean, Batista's a good choice. But I feel like it will be many different actors playing them because he assumes different personalities all the time or, or different bodies all the time. So that's like... I mean, I if they'll be hard like, to portray. Podcast, Dave. Confusing. Yeah, well, that's the thing you gotta have the the, the the that one face has to keep popping up. I think that's okay. what you're gonna do it for special effects. Like his face oh, still pops oh. in and morphs and other put, things, put and his face appears again. Up. I am. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's Let's go. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. Not Fuck gonna yeah. Happen. Not gonna. Come happen. on, Trinity. He's, he's way <laughs> too old at this point, but he's a brilliant idea. A brilliant idea, but it's not gonna happen. They're gonna go. It's it's a young battle. They're going. They're going young. There's no way. But that would be epic. Honestly. So who do you cast? The best, most capable person for the job. Who do you cast then? Like who's young enough to do it? That'd be great. That's that's talented. That's gonna be fun. That could play all the different parts. I mean, that's the, the thing, thing is, is you're, you're not playing all the different parts. You're gonna have to put another actor in there. So like, let's say yeah. he's turning into me, then I would have to be me. He's not gonna be me. So like, really I guess the, yes. You the, the part of Clayface itself, like it's it's not. There's not a lot of stress on it because why, the work can't is he be older? Be when you turn into someone else. Why can't he be older though? Because you don't really see him that often too. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I'm feeling like because the series is skewed so much. I mean, Colin Farrell is the oldest person in the film for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? And That's he's true. not really old. Um, so I just feel like there's like, it, it's probably, I mean, look at um, Paul Dano, you know, playing the Riddler. Uh, what is that he played? The Riddler? Yeah, Riddler, yeah. 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 So like, I mean, he also very young. Like, I just feel like they're going to bring in another young villain type situation to play clayface but i do believe i got it right, don't worry about it i've got it you got you it you got this hashtag <laughs> i'm not big enough oh, yeah, sure. hashtag <laughs> not big enough hashtag cgi bro it doesn't matter hashtag you know marvel diet go, dc let's diet. go for like a weird ass casting let's get aubrey plaza in here yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they do something like that, you know? She She's trying to fuck everybody, you know, and kill them at the same time and take their money, you know? Yep, yep. Why not? I would I would vote Melissa McCarthy if we're going woman. And I feel she's like too she, comedic. I, I mean, she can do serious, but I feel like no, people dude, think of her I and they like think she would be she would be fucking. She's gonna be Ursula, and I'm really excited about it. Get Sandy. B. I'm really gonna show them. I'd rather show I'd rather throw Michelle Yeoh in there and have her do it. I think that'd be awesome. Sandra totally Hill, big curveball. Let's get her in. No, 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 Sandy B. She is not a friend of the show. Horrible person also. Sandy B? <laughs> Michelle Yeoh's Sandra a friend Bullock. of the show. Michelle oh. Yeoh is a friend of the show. She said Sandra Bullock. I said hard no. no. I mean, Michelle Yeoh. It's a tough I, choice. I, I feel like she played 48 characters in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, like, like it's not going to be hard. Maybe the girl who played her, Stephanie, Stephanie Sue, who played her daughter, she might be a good Clayface because she's in the younger generation. And she played also 48 characters. But again, I feel like the actual Clayface is going to be Clayface. And everyone else yeah. is going to be someone that they've morphed into. And you'll have a bunch Dave. of different actors playing it, you know? Did, did you see this, Brian, in, in Batman, the animated series? Did you see who Clayface was played by? No, who? Ron Perlman. 
Really? <laughs> yes. Shocking. They could do. Bring him just back. use Ron Perlman. Just use Ron Perlman. Yeah. Perfect. Or Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, maybe. Mickey Rourke, his his oh, face is already messed yeah. up, though. You wouldn't even need makeup for him. You just throw him out there. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Good to go. We love you, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> the wrestler was a great movie. I love that you saved Chihuahuas, buddy. Good job with the dogs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard choice, but Clayface is the new villain. That's what they're saying right now. It's coming forward. The new villain for the Batman 2. Only time will tell who they cast. I hope they get somebody like John Lithgow or like Mike was saying. Let's you know, just let's just get Ron Perlman back. He's not doing Hellboy now. He has an opportunist. Let's make that shit happen. I think because we're running out of time, and you know, there's only so much time to get Batman made. And I got nothing for this. So now it's time for our featured story on that night. Yeah, I tried. Tom Holland? I don't know about that. No way. Don't know about that. So I want to talk about the X-Files. I think it's more of a joke. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about the X-Files, okay? So they're going to reboot the X-Files. Well, as Chris Carter is calling it, he's calling it a remount. So Chris Carter talked to Ryan Coogler, who, of course, did the Wakanda movies. And and, and, and he's saying that Ryan Coogler is going to come in and make a new X-Files. He's been talking to him. Of course, they finished... Uh, seasons 10 and 11, about five years ago with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. And, uh, you know, they're not sure they're going to be involved, but they're talking about doing a new version that has an emphasis on diversity. So we're not going to have Mulder and Scully. We have a new team, new people coming in, and, and Ryan apparently really wants to do it. And yeah, it's hard even talking about this. So, uh, so Chris Carter uh, wanted to make an animated series, and he wanted to start in 2020. He was trying to make it happen. And this series was described as a, a group of misfits who take on cases that are too ridiculous, even for the original X-Files. That fell through, and now he's working with Ryan, apparently. And he said that he's a, he goes, I just spoke to a young man named Ryan Coogler who is going to remount the X-Files, the diverse cast. So he's got his work cut out for him because we covered so much territory. Now, I, I like the idea of doing like a, a diverse cast. That's great. That's awesome. I, I think that's great. But why the X-Files? Like, why do we got to do the X-Files? Like, uh, why do we got to reboot the X-Files? Like, didn't we do that for, like, Can 11 seasons? What the hell the phrase remount is? There we go. I, I mean, Just before that we sounds... get into any of that, like, what the fuck are they? I know. Remount. Like, we got to remount the... Is it like putting it back on a horse? Like you're remounting a horse and he doesn't want to do a reboot because that's what everyone does. And he's like, I'm original. It's a remount. Like go fuck. Like David Duchovny fell off the horse, and then like now Ryan Coogler's remounting the horse and riding into the distance. It's like your your smoke detector won't stop going off, so you take it down to pull out the batteries, and then you remount it. You remount that shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's just trying to have fun. I, you know, when I heard this, when I first saw it, I was like. It's Chris Carter. Oh, Chris Carter's involved with that. So I wouldn't think he would let anybody touch that because one of the big things about the X-Files was like, it was like his baby. Like he was pretty much hands on everything. Even when it came to the, the next seasons and stuff, he was still very much involved. So I was surprised that he'd actually pass his baby on to anybody, you know, let alone like give it up and not be like, we should do some more Scully and Mulder. What's, what, are they, what, are those, what are those two doing? Let's do some more, you know? I'm surprised that wasn't his first thing, you know, as opposed to handing it off to somebody else. I mean, it could work. 
That's a great idea about aliens. Uh, you know, we you know who'd be better though. I mean, I like Ryan Cooler, but I was thinking that you know you could have given to Peel. Jordan Peel would be a great person if you're giving somebody to do sci-fi. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I think like, that's the first I thing I thought. That. Like, I like Ryan Cooler. I think it's a great job. The Rocky was the first Rocky was good, and then the the, the Wakanda and Wakanda Forever. Uh, I say Black Panther one, Wakanda Forever. They're, they're good, but I just think when it comes to sci-fi, if you're going to go diverse, you're going to do that. Give it to someone like Jordan Peel. The Twilight Zone. I mean, Nope was kind of in that same vein as it was. It could have been Next Files episode. You know. But then it's like, then you're going more like towards Twilight Zone. I don't know. It's like, if you don't have Scully and Mulder, is it X-Files at that point? Yeah. Is it X-Files? I don't, I, that's the thing. Rachel, you hear it's about this. Men in Black, dude. It is. Yeah, kind of. Rachel, you hear about this. Are you a fan of X-Files? And do you think that it's warranted to reboot this or remount it this way? Um, <laughs> remount it. If you say remount one more time, I'm literally going to walk remount off. Remount that horse. It just makes me feel like we're going to like go look at it on urban dictionary and it'll just be another snowball situation <laughs> snowball <laughs> Mike's like, yeah. uh i uh i haven't watched the original x-files yet it's on my to-do list um there's a lot to main, watch my main no concern is if you're gonna do if you're going to remount x-files you need to have very sexy leading people. If they are not oh, yeah. at least as hot as Duchovny and Jillian Anderson, they can fuck right off. Like, <laughs> they were so hot and such icons. It was icons a huge part of the show. That, yeah, it's a huge part of the show. They need to be attractive. The aliens are sexy. Hot people are first. Hot people you, you want to fuck, but you're not sure if they will fuck because they have to do their right. job. They're pros. They've got, they've got professionals. Like, alien shit to do, but they're hot as shit alien shit you know we're dealing with shit like they want to believe yeah but there's yeah. also they want to believe about taking their pants off at night too you know there's a little bit of that yeah. going on too <laughs> <laughs> they're rebounding yeah, I mean, they're snowballing we gotta get them in here <laughs> i said a billion times jordan peele to an african-american sci-fi series that's all his original yeah but i mean he could take x-files of course this is again a theme that comes up a lot and it comes up a lot in the show because it comes up a lot in hollywood Rebooting, remounting, remaking, redoing, refucking. You know, you know, so you know what I mean? That's I what happens. So, and I hear it. so for this, it's it, for me, I knew it was a matter of time, but I thought that maybe they would, you know, branch out and have Duchovny That's or have true. Jillian Anderson or Ju something, you know? Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny have both held up. They are both still very fuckable. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mike, do you think that they're both very fuckable? And do you think, <laughs> and do you think this is a good idea to make an X-File spinoff this way? Well, Brian, since you fuckable asked, first, with, please. With respect to their fuckability, um, if you get sick of the of smelling the nerds at Comic Con, just wait until it rains, and then you say, "Hey, I just saw Jillian Anderson outside." Uh, I heard that joke for the first time. <laughs> heard that joke about twenty years ago for the first time. Um, <laughs> what is that all you're asking me about their fuckability uh you know i no no mike did you watch the x-files you watch the x-files right N not so much only only once uh i started dating lynn who you've had on the show um yeah she brought me in to watch it and it seems like aside from it was early into the into having episodic or, or rather arcs rather than just having episodic 22 24 episode seasons like so they were actually kind of an early-ish adopter of that format. And then you see oh, yeah. Vince Gilligan, that was... Monster his, uh, of the Week. That's where he, he came out of, right? Monster of the Week, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, aside aside from those two characters, it really is just does harken back to the older, like, 
Pulp Fiction uh, tradition that you have going back to turn of the 20th century dime store novels. And like you said, Twilight Zone. Like, so it's it's Monster of the Week. You figure out some, you know, what, whatever ideas that you want to play with and then put a put a story, a will they, won't they, to string it along. Like, so if Yeah, trickle wanna, in a little bit. If they want to keep some familiar names, faces, whatever, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think that they can make a completely new show, even though they want to cash in a little bit on the branding, have a little bit of that built-in audience. Like, I don't know. I, I would check do. it out. It's it's got a chance. It could be garbage. It could. It all depends on uh, who they have writing it and who they have directing it. Like yeah. who they who they can. And maybe Ryan write. would write it. I mean, Ryan wrote the original um, uh, Apollo Creed, you know, movie, the Creed one. He wrote that. So maybe they have him write it. You know, maybe he gets involved. You know, doing both sides of it. I don't know. Maybe. And and the thing is, like, it could be a good idea to spin off that. As long as you just like, don't just do it. Maybe the remount means. That it's not like it's a complete reboot. Maybe the remount means, well, we're going to just, ha- you know, maybe spend like maybe. 10 years, 20 years later. And mm-hmm. these people are now taking over this department now. And now you see everything that Moeller left behind, that Scully left behind. And then maybe they, then they wouldn't have to appear. It'd just be like, it'd, just, it'd be like them taking over the X-Files now. Same kind of deal. You're like, there's still crazy shit happening because it still happens. And these people just retired now, you know? Those two so are like living like on a, a ranch someplace. Ghostbusters afterlife situation. Yeah, that could work. That could work, you know? It could. Pass the torch. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe you never even see them. You wouldn't have to see them, you know? And, well, I, you and should, Lexi. Though, because you're right, Rachel. They do still look good. <laughs> yeah, you should still see them. As Lexi was asking the chat, is she hotter in Hannibal or is she hotter in X Files? And I'll say Hannibal. She got hotter the older she got. That's all I'm saying. So good old you, Jillian. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Jillian so Sabrina, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina, what do you think? You're not a big X Files fan, I know, right? Sabrina, do you think that they should do this, or do you think that they no. should leave X Files alone and find a new idea? Because this is your favorite thing in the world to talk about is remakes. No, right? it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'm so sick of talking about it because it's like every fucking day, all the fucking time, nobody has an original idea, and everyone knows what I'm going to say. Leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> it was a very special thing when it happened. I want to believe you're going to like it, it Sabrina. I want to believe. Not me. No, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to fucking watch it. It can go fuck itself. Like it's not happening doesn't matter like i mean it could be great i don't know i'm not trying to like i I agree with mike said it depends on who's directing who they cast like what the story is like obviously but like the original x-files did not really excite me to be perfectly honest um i know that people are very excited about it you included um it's just i love the x-files yeah i've watched all of it i have it all on dvd yeah we got this guy um and it but lexi says it's special and Chris says, fuck itself. So, you know, I get, I get all, all sides. Um, I just, it's just not, it's just not my thing. And I have watched a few episodes and then I watched some of the new episodes and I was like, I just can't. I literally just can't. I can't. The new episodes aren't the same. They're not the same. They try, but matter. I mean, I feel I'm like Chris Carter lost his swing. He lost his swagger. I don't care. I do he didn't so have um, Gillian. He didn't have him involved. So, I mean, that was a big part. Those two as a team, you know? It's like George Lucas, like when he went on his own to do the uh, the prequels, like, you know, he lost himself a little bit, you know what I mean? I still like a lot of it, but he just wasn't the same as the OG ones. You know, you need you need your team. You need your fucking force, you know? You know I don't know. Lexi the new ones, like, wrong. no, you're Lexi wrong. Lexi well, loves the X-Files. Oh, Wait, I love the X-Files, yeah, too. I, I do, too. I love the X-Files. I, I, she liked I, the, the reboot with, or I, reboot, I still the continuation liked them. with, yes. Uh, that I was, was just I was, I was mad because to watch episodes I didn't want to watch and I was like Ugh. the ending of it pissed me off so bad the last one I'm like they didn't do more that's why I'm I'm bitter about it they left me in a spot where I wanted more and that shit's Internet. never gonna happen 
And then we're going to remount it instead. And I'm never going to fucking <laughs> see what happened to Moeller. I'm never going to fucking find out. Of course, they abducted him a long time ago. They'll take him again. Like, fuck me. You know what I mean? I don't know. So it pisses me off. So I would rather see another season of the X-Files find out what the fuck happened to him. Or maybe we, we fucking have him tie in again. I've been drinking a little bit, guys. So, Happy no- Friday, everybody. Sorry nobody bought your spec script, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to write. A, I need to write a spec script about this. I would. David Duchovny is done doing X Files, though. He'll never touch that again. I don't think. Maybe he'd pop in. Maybe do a pop in. But he's, there's no way. I was shocked when he came back after he left before because there's a whole contract thing where he wanted more money. He signed a contract about producing, and they didn't deliver on it. So that's why. That's why he left the X Files initially. Mm. They didn't deliver right. on. It. They yeah. they gave. They made him sign this new deal where he was supposed to get back end points. And then what happened was they screwed him out of his back end points and he got really bitter because like, I'm supposed to get paid more now. That was my whole primary contract negotiation. You fucked me. See ya. You know what I mean? The company so got it's screwed like, in the back end. Got screwed in the back end. Yeah. You know, so, you know a common problem. It's, well, it's not a common problem, but it happens sometimes. And some people are bitter about it sometimes. So he doesn't, saying, even you know? doesn't even get it. He doesn't even get it. It's okay. Nope, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> Sweet know. Sweet baby, you know? Brian. Sweet baby Brian, you know, it's life, you know, sometimes. But so but the, I'm very excited about to see what they do. I would love to see some more X-Files. I don't know, though. Like this, I, I honestly, I like the idea of like bringing it back any form, but I'm also at the same point, like if we don't have everybody, Chris Carter will be involved. There's no fucking way that fool's not going to do it if they do if it. You can, know what I mean? He's going to be involved bring it back. If we can bring it back without making a gritty reboot and actually just make it that like 90s production uh, value. Sorry, that, sorry, sir. It's a remount, please. It's a remount. <laughs> you must respect the remount. Mike, Mike, I just, I Mike, please, that, please, please qu- firmly remount, Mike. Firmly remount. <laughs> you have to remount before getting screwed in the back end, Mike. Remember, Mike is Take your points, Mike. Take your points. Oh boy, the X Files. We want to believe. We want to believe that's gonna be good. You know, I don't know, everybody. Mike, what, were, what, was, what was your thought there? Can you please finish for the audience at hand? They want to know what you're thinking. Oh, oh, I, I was just saying the uh, the the '90s like poor production value, like uh, like X Files, like Quantum Leap, the kind of thing that you can only get on like the CW nowadays. Like if they would yeah. go back to that that shitty style, that just makes me think of like being in fourth grade like sick staying home from school sick and being like oh yes it will never get any better than this <laughs> that, this yeah. is life yeah I could, I could i could get on board with that mm, yeah yeah well that's something x files it sounds like it's happening the fact that chris carter is talking about it and actually being like ryan like it was like this boy there's this young man and i spoke about this he's like okay dude the fact that he's talking to him makes me think that this is something that's really gonna happen and then We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I'll watch it if it happens. I'll wait for a trailer at least, and then we'll, I'll, I'll judge beyond that. And I think that as long as they just don't ignore what happened before, and the remount means that we're, we're taking what happened, we're building off that, then I'm fine with it. Let's not reboot and make somebody else goalie and somebody else molder. Unless, you know, um, I mean, maybe Rachel will be happy if they're, if they're super hot. I don't know. I don't they know. have maybe to be super fun. hot. It's not even a question. It's like a requisite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Everybody, I don't, we'll I don't want to agitate you, but I feel like neither of them are super hot. So just don't oh, start snap. It's okay to be wrong. Sabrina. I know it is. It is okay to well, be wrong, and I, but I just want you to know my feelings are neither of them are super hot. I, I will mean, tell you in person for sure, but not super hot. In person, David Duchovny looks like Uncle Al. That's all I can say. I'm Uncle Al. 
He looks at Uncle Al a lot, like his brother. You know, hey, hey, you know, yeah, talk to Uncle Al. He'd be like, hey, uh, you got some nice friends there. Say amen on the hot. Anyways, everybody. That was an impression. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Rachel, it was an impression. It is spot fucking oh, on. That's exactly what Uncle Al sounds like. It is so oh. crazy how good he does on <laughs> You know, before we go, because it's fun to talk, tell stories sometimes. Before we go, so I came home one time. Oh, actually, I showed up in my grandmother's house, my, my Uncle Al's mother. I walk in the house. And it's all the lights are off, right? And I hear, oh, oh. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is happening? I walk into the kitchen, and there's my Uncle Al laying next to the refrigerator. Like, his feet are tucked up next to it. He's, like, in a fetal position. I'm like, Uncle Al, are you okay? He's like, I'm just uh, warming my feet by the refrigerator. And with that, everybody... Thank you for watching Cruise Control tonight. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Rachel, thank you for being here as always. We appreciate you. Thank you for being here on this fatal four-way. It's always fun here on Cruise Control. Oh, Hope like you have that. a great fatal weekend. Four-way, yes. Yes. I like Mike, that thank you. Fatal four-way. Fatal four-way episodes. Like it. It's nice, right? Well, well Happy 5-0. Happy 5-0. Thank you, I'm for your work. Yeah, thank you for watching, listening. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Shazam and you're driving at work and stuff and you're loving it, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning into the YouTube channel. We are almost at 200 subscribers. Hopefully within the next two weeks we'll be there. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your wife, tell your kids, tell your dog, tell your chinchilla, tell your little, tell your little hamster, tell your little gin, get, get your little fucking little, like, like, like slow lemur. Tell Rest everybody. Rest in peace, Humpty. Rest in peace, Humpty. <laughs> Just sing. Tell Humpty Dumpty. Tell them to watch Cruise Control. Like and subscribe if you can. Join our Patreon. We loved it so much. Anyways, everybody, have a great weekend as always. Oh, I, I didn't prepare for this. Hold on one second. Have a great weekend, everybody, as always. And we will see you again next week because we'll be back. We'll always be back, all right? Anyways, take care. See ya. See ya.